1: This
0: episode is brought to you by Squarespace.
1: Squarespace makes it so easy to make a website. You go to squarespace.com slash build. You pick a template. You make it beautiful on every platform. Whatever it is you're showcasing, your photography, your music, your business, you can sell stuff. You can do whatever you need to do. Wow.
0: Wow. Wow. And when you're,
1: (laughs) oh, you're breathless. I'm so excited about Squarespace, I ran out of air.
0: (laughs) So go to squarespace.com slash spilled for your free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, use the offer code spilled to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain.
1: I'm Molly, and I'm Matthew, and this
0: is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any.
1: And today we're talking about savory pancakes.
0: Mm-hmm. I, how did we get this idea?
1: I don't know. I'm not sure if it came from a listener or from. I,
0: I know what it was. Okay. When we were in Oklahoma City on our corporate retreat, yes, we went to a Sichuan restaurant uh, and we had scallion pancakes.
1: And then, whoa, that was, wow, a, that, was that was a, a real, real classic frog wow. throat, throat Oof, frog. Wow. So, but then, so then like, uh, we're like, okay, let's do the savory pancakes episode. Then I sat down and asked myself the question that we all ask ourselves every day. What is a savory pancake? And wow, did I go down a rabbit hole?
0: Oh, I can't wait to, uh, uh I don't know, go down it too. I okay. Guess. So
1: what's the difference between a savory pancake and a flatbread? Like does it there's... have to have a savory element kind of worked into it somehow? Does it have to be made from a mm-hmm. batter?
0: I think the difference is so a, a pancake is always cooked in some sort of fat, right? Okay. It's always cooked on a griddle or on a, like a stovetop situation or I guess a tandoor. Like it's cooked on a hmm. hot flat surface. A
1: hot flat surface. Okay. With fat. All right.
0: I'm going to I'm going to put that out there. I think a flatbread can sometimes be baked in the oven and it doesn't necessarily require like fat on okay, the heated surface. Okay. This is
1: interesting. Do you think okay. So I'm onto something. So yeah, so by this definition like like non is not a pancake because it's cooked without fat. Uh
0: according to the Molly Weisenberg definition okay. of savory no, pancake, I think I like this is flatbread.
1: Cuz cuz I was like okay, I, I, the the best I came up with was a bread made from a runny batter and cooked on a griddle, but then that Mm. Excluded scallion pancakes because they're not made from a runny batter
0: Okay so, yeah I, I think my definition is probably wrong, but feels like it is but I
1: don't think there's like a pancake like like what's the, the French Academy there's there's no pancake Academy that that's trying to standardize the definition the, of a pancake
0: Academy française the,
1: the Academy punk punk. What, how do you say oh, pancake in uh, French? Pique, pikelet,
0: pon, No, I'm not. I'm not sure. That's not what. That's
1: normal. no. I know. I'm sure. I'm sure you're right. It is ponkakis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no. There's no. The ISO uh International Standards <laughs> Organization doesn't have like a numbered standard for what is and is not a pancake. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. I don't. Didn't look it up. Now that I say that, we're going to hear. Like, we're going to get a cease and desist from the ISO.
0: I think about this sometimes. Like, who would we? Who would we consider to be, like, the be-all, end-all authority about this? Who would we believe
1: oh, um, about
0: their definition? I think I believe John Thorne. I
1: I, I was going to say Dan Pashman from The Sporkful. Oh, really? Because he's always talking about, like, what is and isn't a sandwich. Like, every time I, I imagine I often, Dan Pashman, I can't imagine him talking about anything else.
0: But I often... Feel like I disagree with Dan Pashman. Oh, so I love you, Dan Pashman. But, but we're going we to disagree. Disagree. That's
1: the thing about standardization is we're always going to disagree with it to some extent.
0: Okay. okay. But but
1: we just have to go along because it's the law. Okay. So okay, speaking great. of the law of the pancakes, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, archaeological evidence suggests that pancakes were probably the earliest and most widespread cereal food eaten in prehistoric societies.
0: I had been under the impression
1: it was Honey Nut Cheerios.
0: What do they mean by
1: cereal food? Well, like a staple food made from grain.
0: Okay. Interesting. Well, I guess...
1: But what do they mean by pancakes? (laughs) I'm going to be saying, what do we mean pancake throughout this episode and drive you crazy? I'm
0: trying to put myself into uh, my prehistoric brain. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's see. So, so we would have grain, right? And, and either I would grind it up on a rock with another rock, or I yeah. would like, I, I think I would Which discover. Which is also the
1: same way you wash your clothes.
0: I think I would discover pretty quickly that I needed to moisten the grain somehow, mm-hmm. either with like a- animal fat or with water in order, in order to cook a, it. From a
1: cool running stream.
0: Yes. A cool running stream. Um, and And so it makes sense, I guess, that you'd wind up with a paste and then you'd probably it's not a far reach from there to start cooking that paste into like a A disc, right? Well, yeah. I mean,
1: flatbreads. I think the the reason flatbreads are more versatile and like predated leavened breads is because like figuring out how to how to capture and productively use yeast took time. Oh no, and 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 it isn't like suited to all environments. I'm
0: not comparing it to. I'm not comparing in my historical in my prehistoric mind. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not thinking of the alternative to. Savory pancakes as being yeasted breads, Matthew. Oh. I'm thinking of it more like grain bowls.
1: Grain. <laughs> it's like a quinoa bowl with some acai yeah. and almond milk.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am not eaten it in my cave.
1: Yeah. So it said, Wikipedia says that was the, the second most widespread <laughs> early cereal food <laughs> grain bowls. So you're really close. Thanks.
0: Okay. Anyway. All right.
1: So, like a prehistoric mind is like uh, what you have, like if you went to college in, in Virginia. <laughs> In the sixties, right?
0: Uh, it, no, it's it's like the so you know how in meditation we talk about the beginner's mind. Yes. Okay. It's it's like the the beginners 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 mind.
1: Oh, so like it's it's like after you meditate, like you're still you, you just don't know anything
0: <laughs> exactly, and then you then you make your savory pancakes. <laughs> so I feel like
1: I'm throwing a lot of shade on our prehistoric ancestors. And no, I didn't mean it that I way. They pre- made great grain bowls. <laughs> so they were so health conscious.
0: Come on! They were also paleo. <laughs> they, they were
1: so fucking paleo. <laughs> like they, it's almost like they didn't even have to try. That's how. That's how much they had uh, absorbed the uh, the dogma. Okay, so um, crepes. I, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna start throwing out names of okay. pancakes. Okay. Okay. We already did a crepe episode, so I'm not gonna talk about
0: that. Okay. And I think so. So the so savory crepes are are often made with buckwheat flour. Often made
1: with buckwheat. As a reminder to all of us. <laughs> They're made with buckwheat as a reminder.
0: (laughs) As a reminder of of that time that our prehistoric ancestors discovered buckwheat. Yeah, when
1: they domesticated buckwheat. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we did domesticate buckwheat. Okay, okonomiyaki. Mm -hmm. So this is a Japanese pancake. And there are a few different varieties, but the best known one, I think, is the Osaka style, which is made from a flour and water batter, usually with lots of shredded cabbage in it.
0: Is this, so doesn't it also have a uh, grated mountain potato in it? It
1: often, but not always, has grated mountain potato in it. So it's well, got kind of a springy texture. When
0: you and I were in Tokyo about a year and a half ago, we went to one of your favorite neighborhood joints in Nakano. Oh, I called, love that place so Penguin much. Called Penguin Village, where um, we were the only people eating in it that particular that particular window of time. Yeah, because
1: we went at like 6.30 p.m. Yeah. and it's the kind of place that doesn't really get going till like 11.
0: And the guy who ran the place kind of looked like Japanese Patrick
1: Swayze. Mm-hmm. He does not like it when I say that. He but... doesn't?
0: Oh, I think that's a compliment. <laughs> I
1: know, right? Huh. He, he and I have had this discussion.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. But anyway. I'm not going to stop. Okay. Did that have grated mountain yam in it?
1: Uh, yes, for sure.
0: I'm, I remember reading about grated mountain yam in Pretty Good Number One, I think. Yeah. And uh, your book, Pretty Good Number One, in case you forgot about it.
1: Oh, right. That's right. I, I forgot I wrote that book. <laughs> and,
0: uh, and it sounds terrifying because it's really like slimy. Oh, it. we
1: should find a way to use it on an episode so I can gross you out by grading it.
0: Well, I remember when, when our server brought over the book bowl of um sort of layered ingredients for the okonomiyaki yeah and you then stirred it up and you poured it onto the hot griddle in front of us
1: oh this is i have got feeling the so nostalgia good
0: and I, meanwhile i was drinking my asahi with a perfectly like foamy head oh anyway i remember i kind of couldn't look at the batter because it had i was like scared had, of like, seeing bubbles. the slime yeah
1: yeah um, yeah the batter so often other ingredients often include uh pickled ginger uh, crispy tempura bits and then and then it's called okonomiyaki means like f- like fried whatever you like kind of and is so Is that really what it means? Yeah, um okonomi is like your choice, your preference. Okay. Um and yaki is fried griddled fried broiled. <gasps> Um, and so that's why usually at an Okonomiyaki restaurant, there will be a very long list of things you can order to have thrown into or on top of your Okonomiyaki.
0: And how, so So when you go into an Okonomiyaki restaurant, there are these like tables that have a griddle set into them.
1: Yeah, although that's more, it's more common in Osaka for them to make it for you. And maybe mm. like you sit around a griddle and eat it off the griddle where the chef has made it. Oh, okay. Um, but th- But in Tokyo, it's typically just like you described.
0: And how did you? learn how to do it? Because I, I just sort of like sat back and watched you make this pancake and it, it looked challenging. Like you had to get just the right thickness.
1: I mean, the answer is the first time we went to that place, I'd never made one before. And uh, the guy who I assure you looks nothing like Patrick Swayze, looks a lot like Patrick Swayze, taught me, taught me how to make it. And it's not it's not hard. Like you mix up all the stuff, you uh, you make a thick pancake, you put some strips of pork on top, and then you cook it for much longer than you think it will take, and flip it and cook it for a while longer, and then you eat it with this uh, like sweet kind of barbecue-y sauce. It's
0: great drinking food. It
1: really is. Mm-hmm. There's also we're not going to get to any other pancakes if we keep talking about okonomiyaki. I'll, li- I'll link to something. I think I think our friend Kenji Lopez Alt has a big article about it in Serious Eats. Maybe, I've probably maybe with a recipe something about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh blini. Speaking yeah. of buckwheat.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so these are Russian, well, the word blini is comes from russian right yeah it's a russian pancake made with buckwheat flour or i guess in some cases just wheat flour yeah um, when
1: i looked into this like it seemed like the buckwheat version was more common outside of russia and the wheat version was more common inside of russia hmm. but i'm not positive russian listeners please let us know
0: i'm sure that some of our listeners may dispute the idea that that they're russian too because it uh, they're made sure. in lithuania and ukraine well i don't know the the the, polit- the geopolitics are of very complicated. Um, anyway, classically, they're made with with yeast. So it's a yeasted batter, yes. which is pretty cool. And uh, if you're feeling really fancy, you put caviar and sour cream on top of it. Needless to say, we are not having blini today.
1: No, I have had that sour cream. one time. It was in France. It was great.
0: I have had it somewhere I feel like it was at, like, some fancy holiday party that somebody threw. Sure. Somebody Somebody far fancier than you or me. Um,
1: Put on your ugly Christmas sweaters and, and go pound eat blini. that blini. Anyway, oh, they're so delicious. Sounds pretty great, actually.
0: That sounds can Can we, uh, hey, so let's start a Google Doc. You know, Matthew and I love Google Docs. We do. Hashtag we, Google Docs. We pretty much plan the entire show every week on Google Docs.
1: Mm-hmm. This uh, really sets us apart from from, from everyone, everyone else. else. Yeah,
0: <laughs> let's let's start a Google Doc for our uh, 2019 holiday party. Oh, okay. Bellini, caviar, sour cream.
1: This episode is brought to you by Squarespace.
0: You can easily turn your dream into a reality with Squarespace. And do you know how I know? How do you know? Because my partner Ash just recently used our Squarespace code, really, to start designing a uh, a website for her. Um, for her therapy practice.
1: Well, I mean, I hope she got 10% off her first she purchase did. of a website or, or a domain with the code spelled.
0: All of our listeners can do this, whether they are looking to start a new business. So
1: to be clear, to get the deal, they do not have to be in a personal relationship with you.
0: That is correct. Okay. That's correct. Uh, whether you're starting a new business, showcasing your work, uh, starting a blog, selling products, whatever, Squarespace has got beautiful templates for you. They make it easy to customize, optimized for mobile, right out of the box, all that stuff.
1: So I'm a modern kind of guy. I like Sometimes I like to look at websites on my telephone. Oh, whoa. And when it's a Squarespace site, it always looks great. So go to squarespace.com spilled for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, even if you're not Molly's partner, use the offer code spilled to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain.
0: That's squarespace.com spilled offer code spilled.
1: This episode is brought to you by Thomas's English Muffins. And they want to know what our ideal morning would look like if anything was possible. And Molly has stepped out, so apparently my ideal morning doesn't involve her. But here's what it does involve. I had to work in a lovingly restored American muscle car passed down to me by my father. When I get to work, my boss, Kurt Russell, sets down a bucket of ice-cold beers and a platter of freshly toasted Thomas's English muffins with a vast array of toppings and condiments. And he tells me about our latest mission, which involves, I don't know, like teaming up with Charlize Theron and driving cars underwater, I guess. And I want to put up a big disclaimer here. I am not talking about any movie franchise. These are my actual goals. I have a plan in progress to make sure that by this time next year, I am going to be underwater with Charlize Theron. Maybe just the English muffin part is real. I actually did eat an English muffin this morning, a Thomas's English muffin, of course. I topped it with some chocolate hazelnut spread sent to us by a listener in France, plus some flakes of Malden sea salt. And the chocolate hazelnut spread melted and oozed into all those nooks and crannies. Thank you, Kurt Russell. I'll post a photo in the show notes of the Thomas's English muffin, not of me with Kurt Russell, unfortunately. Thomas's, wake up to what's possible. This is a word that I don't know how to say very well, but it's John or Jun. Will you and spell it? J-E-O-N or sometimes just J-U-N. Okay. And that is a uh, Korean pancakes. And that's what I made uh-huh.
0: today. And so you made a korean uh pancake with scallions yep so that's a pajeon it was very different from what i've had in Sichuan restaurants
1: yeah so let's talk maybe let's talk about the the chinese style of scallion pancake first and then talk about the the korean one that i made as a counterpoint
0: yes do talk about it
1: okay so uh chinese scallion pancake is made from <sighs> Like, it's, it's made with a method that produces lots of layers of mm-hmm. dough, like, like making a laminated dough or a croissant or something. But with oil. But with oil. So you roll out a thin circle of dough, you brush it with some sesame oil and sprinkle it with scallions, and then you roll it up like into a snake. Mm. Then you coil up the snake. And then you roll it oh. out into a circle again. Oh,
0: this is cool. Yeah, so, okay. you get,
1: so you get lots of layers of dough with scallions and oil in between them. Oh, and that cool. produces, and then you fry it in a pan and some oil, and it produces a flaky texture.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, the flakes are almost as thin as, as phyllo sometimes. I mean, maybe not yeah. quite that thin, but very thin and crispy.
1: Yeah, you know, I this morning, <laughs> I had for breakfast this morning a Trader Joe's frozen pirata. Mm-hmm. um which by our definition is a savory pancake because you cook it in a little oil on a griddle mm-hmm. and I think a parata is made um with a method somewhat similar to to a scallion pancake because you can see those circular layers striations
0: mm-hmm.
1: really I love cool. it when I say striations I, wa- I, I, I want to make scallion
0: pancakes now
1: yeah they're they're fun to make they are they're the kind of thing that like you know it's it's quite a bit of work to make a few scallion pancakes but then once you eat them it's so worth it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's the kind of thing, too, that gets much easier the more you do it.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I should do it more often. Yes. So now let's go back to Korean scallion pancakes, which are totally different. They are made from a batter, like a thick batter, and you kind of put the scallions in the, in the pan in some oil. Oh, the batter contains uh, basically flour, water, um, salt, and sugar, although the recipe I used called for a little bit of, uh, of uh, donjang, which is the Korean version of miso. Fermented soybean paste.
0: And is this wheat flour, like all purpose yep. wheat flour pl- okay
1: cool. Um and you so you make this this kind of thick batter, you put uh some sliced scallions, or, or not even sliced, but like cut into lengths mm-hmm. scallions in a pan, and you spread this batter over it so so it's like there's a mm. lot of scallions in mm-hmm. it and uh, and you kinda of press it so you make it try and make it thin so it doesn't get doughy in the middle, which mine did a little bit, and you cook it till it's nicely browned on both sides and then kind of cut it up.
0: And I'm guessing that that you cook it longer than you'd think because longer
1: than you'd think, yeah. The
0: scallions get really like soft, yes. and, yeah. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's really simple. Like you can get put one of these together in like ten minutes.
0: What total. was this dipping sauce?
1: Oh, and I made a dipping sauce to go with it. Just uh, soy sauce, rice vinegar, pinch of sugar, some chili flakes, and sesame seeds.
0: Oh, really good, really good. Okay, is there a recipe that you can link to on I the old can. website? So
1: I believe I believe the recipe I made was from uh, Mongchi, which who is uh, like. The internet's favorite Korean cooking teacher.
0: Okay, cool.
1: So I will link to that.
0: Okay. What about Bon Shao? Did I say that correctly? So
1: I've heard it said Bun Sao.
0: Bun Sao. Wow, I messed that up big but time.
1: Again, like my my pronunciation, I'm not I'm not claiming to be like the Noah Webster of savory it's, pancake pronunciation. It's fine. Um no, it's, I am. It, I am claiming to be the Noah Webster of savory pancake pronunciation. Matthew, it
0: was better when you didn't claim to be the Noah Webster. Okay, Western I take it
1: back. I'm, <laughs> I'm no longer making that claim. I'm withdrawing oh. that claim.
0: Okay. Oh, this is the, oh, this is that really thin, lacy Vietnamese pancake that often has shrimp. Yeah. Co- like folded. It's it's folded like in half, yes. right? So
1: sometimes the shrimp kind of like stick to the pancake and uh, like become part of it. Yes.
0: Yeah. So it's
1: made with rice flour, coconut milk, like a little turmeric for color. Mm-hmm. Um, and you cook it. You cook it, you uh, pour it out into a thin layer, so this is kind of a thin batter, mm-hmm. and usually uh, fill it with uh, mung beans, bean sprouts, uh, pork is popular, shrimp is popular, and then also you you take some lettuce leaves and like tear off a piece of the pancake, tear off a piece of lettuce, wrap it, dip it in nook chom. Um,
0: I remember shortly after I moved to Seattle, reading an article in the Seattle Times or the P.I., in which I first learned about this Vietnamese pancake Uh because there was some restaurant in town that had just opened that was particularly good at making them. And I'm now wondering if you wrote that article. (laughs) I
1: certainly (laughs) did. Perfect. The restaurant doesn't exist I know, anymore. I know,
0: I haven't thought of it in a long time. That's sad. Yeah,
1: but no, I got to go in the go in the kitchen at Bambooza restaurant RIP and uh and learn how to make one. Oh my gosh, so I can't
0: believe you wrote that. This is so weird.
1: It's just like that part in when Harry met Sally when Carrie Fisher quotes Bruno Kirby to Bruno Kirby.
0: Oh my gosh. And then they I fall in
1: love. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Who's Bruno Kirby? He he Wait, was, is that
0: the Billy Crystal character?
1: No, uh, he's Billy Crystal's friend.
0: Oh, okay. Because I would never believe, somehow I just, I can't look at Billy Crystal and think that he would play a character named Bruno.
1: <laughs> no, and, and Bruno Kirby is the actor, not the character. I don't remember the name of the oh. character. Oh, Carrie Fisher, also the actor, not the character. I name.
0: know that, Matthew. <laughs> All right, carry on.
1: <laughs> okay. Jan Bing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, these These, I feel like, are getting super popular in the U.S., and this like, is
0: also from China, but different from what we were just talking different, about? Different, yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's
1: made it's made from a batter, and then it's typically, like, it's filled with egg in the sense that, like, they pour the batter onto the griddle and then sort of, like, cook, sort of scramble an egg on the cooking batter. Whoa. You know? How
0: do, does, does the egg, like, fuse to the batter? It,
1: like, partially. Okay. And then sometimes they'll throw in, like, crispy fried dough, hot sauce, cilantro, and, like, often there's lots of optional fillings.
0: I just want to point out that it seems like in in these, like, Asian cultures, there are, like, all kinds of cool things happening with this idea of a, a dough fried on a griddle. Yes. And I just don't think we're doing that enough here. Like, are there,
1: like... I think we're getting there slowly. Well, mostly
0: just because we're like learning about those dishes.
1: Oh, you mean. But you are mean there that...
0: things in like what we call American food or like soul food or.
1: <sighs> well, I mean, there's definitely Johnny Cakes in soul food. OK,
0: which is which a we're going to get to in a minute. Cornmeal yeah. base. Right. Yeah. OK. okay, Keep going. Keep okay. going.
1: I, most recently, I, I mean, somewhat recently, like last year, I had a Jianbing in Taiwan for breakfast that was so good. Like, lots of hot sauce, like a runny egg.
0: And so, when it's filled, so after they've cooked the egg in there, do they do they roll it over? Do they fold it over? Do they, what
1: do yeah, they do? Yeah, kind of, they kind of fold it up, like, into a pocket. Some, I've, I've seen it, like, rolled and also seen it folded. Okay. But, yeah, then it gets, like, stuffed into a bag.
0: Wow, yeah. and it's so it's like kind of street food. Yeah. Oh, this Big sounds time. really good. Okay, cool.
1: Okay, Are you ready to talk corn cakes? I'm ready
0: to talk corn cakes. I'm ready. So, I'm ready. Ready. Whoa. <laughs> I'm <wow>. trouble talking.
1: <laughs> I'm here for the talking. Take it away. Okay, so first of all, I want to I want to make clear that a corn crake is a type of bird. <laughs>
0: Glad we got that okay. out of
1: the way. And uh, corn cakes are uh, synonymous with Johnny cakes. Mm -hmm. Don't know where the name Johnny cakes comes from.
0: Art, I think of when I've heard of Johnny cakes, I think of them as being um, like unsweetened.
1: Yeah, I think that's what I'm talking about here since we're talking about savory pancakes. Obviously, there are sweet corn cakes. Mm -hmm. Like, I often make cornmeal pancakes for breakfast, but that's not a savory pancake.
0: Well, but it it seems to me that, you know, this is kind of a thing with, like, bread-type things that are made from corn. There's this whole divide, northern cornbread versus southern cornbread, sugar versus no sugar, but Johnny Cakes are...
1: So Johnny cakes, I feel like, are both north and south, and okay. and often unsweetened. Okay, um, and they can be made with some wheat flour or with just cornmeal, which is kind of tricky. Like I've done I'll it a bet. few times, but like you know, they it doesn't have gluten. Corn doesn't have gluten, so they really would prefer to fall apart. Okay, like I would some days.
0: <laughs> uh, pretty much most like days. a lot of days. <laughs> I, I'm speaking for myself.
1: No, you're speaking for me, too. Okay. And I've probably many listeners.
0: I'm already looking forward to the nap that I have a feeling that both you and I are going to take after these episodes.
1: Oh, I think there's a 90, I checked the weather and there's a 95% chance, chance of nap.
0: Yeah. Sometimes after we record, um, I'll look at Matthew and I'll be like, you want to take a nap? And Matthew will go into his bedroom and shut the door and uh-huh. I'll lie down on the sofa and we each set our alarm for 25 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> God, we're so
1: cute. I know. Sometimes sometimes if the episode isn't going well, I just go in my bedroom and <laughs> the
0: door okay all right matthew so johnny cakes
1: i can't believe you didn't think that corn crake thing was funny i am out of here (laughs) um okay so it's it's a super super simple uh you know like cooked in cooked in butter or oil on a griddle with just some like good quality cornmeal and and salt and water basically uh and and you cook kind of slowly so that it's to try and get it to hang together, and
0: you would eat this in the in place of bread.
1: Um, yeah, but also, I mean, you can put syrup, butter, and syrup on it. You can eat it like really good with beans and greens, or with with chili mm. as an alternative to cornbread. It's oh, you know, it's a sweet. flat form of cor- a simple cornbread.
0: Okay. Okay, I was going to say though, though, because of the fact that it's like lower in gluten than, for instance, like these these pancakes we're talking about from China or Vietnam, like you couldn't fold them over fillings, probably.
1: Yeah, although that's a good question. I don't know. Like, like you can get a Johnny Cake to hang together, but yeah, like, trying to fold it over a filling seems like asking too much, maybe. Okay, okay. But I don't know. I, again, this is, I think, a thing probably out there, we have listeners who know a lot about more about it than we do. Yeah. That probably goes for everything, I think that right? goes for all
0: these episodes. I mean, we're trying. We're trying. We're trying,
1: yes. Johnny Cakes is something where it's really worth seeking out good quality cornmeal. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if you want it, sometimes I will go online and order a white flint cornmeal from New England, which is... Or, or a cornmeal from Anson Mills. I was
0: gonna say Anson Mills yeah. is
1: the one I always hear of. Um yeah, either way, like like a good a good stone ground cornmeal is really gonna make your Johnny cake sing.
0: <laughs>
1: mm. Oh no. I'm going to the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. uh, all right. How about what about latkes? I feel like oh, hold up, let's not talk about latkes. This seems like a whole episode.
1: Yeah, let's do a let's let's put a pin in this and later let's remove the pin and, and, and a lot latke episode will come out. <laughs> okay. okay. Great. Panna So this is, uh, it's a Dutch pancake. Uh, I've only ever had it at De Dutch Panna House in Canada. Uh, my friend, Johan, who is from the Netherlands, says the De Dutch Panna House is not good, and I'm oh, sure he's right. yeah. But I still enjoyed it a lot. I got like a big-ass thin pancake with like caramelized onions and bacon on it. It was great.
0: Is it almost... Crepe-like in its its thinness.
1: It is, yeah, almost not quite. Okay. So it it looks, yeah, it's it's a little thicker than than a crepe, and definitely bigger than an American pancake. Okay. And uh, oh, so here's here's what I learned on Wikipedia, which I made me very happy. Panna can be and often are eaten as a main course served warm in winter. panacocan are sometimes eaten after snort. <laughs> what is <laughs> course meal?
0: The word "snort" is really <laughs> funny. What is, like Okay, go on. <laughs> Sorry.
1: and are a popular choice for for a child's birthday meal in the Netherlands and Belgium. Specialized and restaurants are common in the Netherlands and Belgium. Panakoken Huisen equals pancake Houses. They often houses. offer a very wide range of toppings and ingredients, traditional and modern, e.g., cheese, oregano, and salami on a pizza. Pan and coke. Okay. Two things. First of all, what I think that Snert? makes I think that makes uh, Pan and Coke the Dutch and Belgian okonomiyaki. And secondly, I just realized I forgot to look up what snur was. <laughs> We need to look okay. up. Okay, we're pausing now to look up snort.
0: What is it about certain words? I mean, snort, it doesn't sound like anything else. Like, sometimes words sound funny because...
1: This, well, this I mean, is, it sounds like snort. That's true. S- snort is a snortable lunch.
0: No! <laughs>
1: okay, snort is p- split pea soup.
0: Oh my gosh, I want to just... Okay, I'm not calling it split pea soup anymore. I'm just calling it snort. I was going to say the snert. same thing, yes. It's a way better word. <laughs> Oh, June? We're having snert for dinner. For dinner. <laughs> I
1: can I can just imagine June marching around the house saying, snurt, snurt,
0: snert. <laughs> okay. Dosa. Oh, this could be a whole episode, too. We should do a whole episode okay, on this, the, too. D- let's not talk about even, dosa.
1: Like, for my birthday, maybe the year before last, or it wasn't for the most recent holiday, I got a book about how to make dosas at home, and I said I would do it, and I haven't done it yet. But for this show, just for you.
0: Well, but Matthew, we could also take a field trip to to the east side of Lake Washington (sighs) out where there are really, really fantastic Indian restaurants.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, One other thing I learned. Uh, (gasps) In Iceland, North American-style pancakes are cut in half and used as sandwich bread. So I read that on Wikipedia. I'm like, I don't know. Someone's been having fun with Wikipedia. Wow. So... My former colleague Robin Lee, who I believe used to write for Serious Eats also, uh, I found on her blog she went to Iceland a few years ago and ate like a like a chicken salad sandwich on pancakes.
0: Wow, I so wanna try this. It's
1: a real thing. We will link to that blog post from Robin Lee. I don't I think, think I want to try it, but, but I'm glad it exists. A, I think
0: this could be a great BLT.
1: Oh, you know what it is? Imagine
0: if you made buckwheat pancakes or <laughs> cornmeal pancakes, and then used it for your BLT.
1: Okay, that sounds good. Right? I agree. You, uh, you know what? You know what it is? It's a McGriddle. Oh, <laughs> sort of. Those are those are very sweet pancakes. You're right?
0: Oh, McDonald's was w- w- scooped us on this one.
1: Well, but I mean, the McGriddle only dates to like the '90s, maybe, uh, Matthew, and that Iceland. Was, that
0: was twenty years ago.
1: I know, but Iceland oh, predates I- that, I think.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I don't I'm know. Sure. When,
1: did, when did Iceland start? This episode was brought to you by Thomas's English Muffins. Is it possible to keep a secret for over 100 years? It is when that secret is the recipe to the Thomas's English Muffin. But we're going to reveal it right now. Na- What's that? No one else comes close to the nooks and crannies texture of a Thomas's English Muffin. And because they've kept the recipe under lock and key, no one ever will. Certainly not us. Thomas's wake up to what's possible. Ooh. All right, Uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we'll post uh, like a link to something about Okonomiyaki and a link to Robin Lee's post about uh, Icelandic pancake sandwiches and some other things that we said we would link to. Mm -hmm. You can find us on Instagram at spilledmilkpodcast um, where we may or may not have posted anything since our flurry of posts during our Oklahoma City retreat.
0: Our producer is Abby Cirquitella.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast, where you can let us know uh, what what are the savory pancakes that we forgot, because there are many.
0: Yes. Oh, I, I'm sure that we forgot most of them.
1: And until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk.
0: Do you think that corn crakes like snark? Oh, so, sn- <laughs> snurt! It's really hard to say.
1: I'm Matthew Amsterburton. Oh,
0: I- Molly Weisenberg, no. Oh, it's fine. It's do, fine. Turn it off.
1: No, no, do corncrakes like snurt. It's I mean, I think I think that's uh I don't know if it was Socrates or Aristotle. Who, oh, it, it's
0: like do androids dream of electric sheep?
1: Exactly it's exactly like that. Do corn crags like snort? Electric snurt. Can can you do the electric snurt? I hear all the kids are doing it these days. I'm Molly Weisenberg. Still Matthew Amsterburton. <laughs> You know, you're not supposed to be down there.
0: No, you're not supposed to be down there.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here.
0: Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.